Welcome to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM, coming to you from the northern tablelands of New South Wales. I'm Luke, and on Tableland Explorers, we unpack the truths of the Bible and adapt them to our lives. Well, James, we're back for another study, and study number seven. How, how good is this? We've done seven studies already. Time is flying, isn't it? Yeah, it's been awesome. I've, I've really been enjoying our time catching up together. Um, both in the studio and as we, as we're on the radio, um, you know, catching up together over the radio waves. It's been a great time reading the Bible together. Um, I love this. Yeah, me too. We've been hitting some pretty big topics, um, over the last few weeks. And again, we're hitting another topic today on forgiveness. Mm. And, you know, forgiveness can be a little bit tricky to understand. Yeah. <laughs> and even harder to implement and, sometimes. Oh, it is. It is because, you know, what, what does forgiveness actually mean? Like, who's it actually for? There's some of the questions that we're going to be answering in today's study. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad we're doing this today. Me too. So we have Brianna and April back with us today with our study. Uh, how are you girls going? Yeah, pretty good. Going great. And it's awesome to be back. What have you guys been up to since we've seen you last? We went camping a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Saw lots of amazing nature and waterfalls and a lyre bird. That was pretty cool. Lyre bird, that's cool. Yeah. Cool. Bree saw it and I didn't. I don't think I've ever seen a lyre bird. Have you ever seen a lyre bird, James? I did through the uh, – I was with them actually. Um, so, <laughs> oh, sorry, I knew what okay. they were going to say. But, uh, yeah, well, I, I saw it through my binoculars as I'm, like, pulling them out and, like, trying to get them. And as it darts between the bushes, as it runs away from everyone, yep. I just saw it, but – um, there was also a, a red belly black snake mm. that um, that some of you guys saw. I apparently walked straight past it. <laughs> yeah. At least you didn't step on it. <laughs> there was a platypus as well, actually, in one of like at the bottom of one of the waterfalls that we were at. Yeah, which is that, pretty cool. That's nice. I don't think I've ever seen a platypus in the wild before. So I was just thinking, you know, what is everybody's favourite Bible character? April, you look keen to share. I was just about to say, you're all looking at me as though I'm about to talk. <laughs> um, yeah, my favourite Bible character is Job. And, yeah, he's kind of my favourite because he just went through so much and, like, everything in his life was going wrong and he still managed to stay close to God and stay faithful to him. And I just think that's so inspiring. We all have struggles and trials and difficulties yeah, it's just staying faithful to God can sometimes be really tough, but Job's story is very inspiring. Yes, it is, and I've felt like I've been Job sometimes. <laughs> Haven't we all? I think so. Brianna, how about you? I guess it's pretty similar to April, except um, Joseph. He went through a lot as well, and yeah, he just all the things he went through, like his brothers like throwing him into a pit and ripping his coat that um, his parents had made him, and then you know, being sold as a slave and thrown into jail, all these things. and But, yeah, he was still faithful to God and, like, so strong through it all as well. And, yeah, it's also really inspiring, just like Job. Yeah, and all it fits in with today's study because at the end of that story, Joseph forgave his brothers mm. for, for doing all that. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Joseph is one of those characters that I, I kind of forget, like, he exists. And when people bring him up, I think, man, he – He's really someone that had like a lot of integrity mm. and like stay true to who he was. Mm. My my favorite would probably be Elijah because I just see what he went through. He bowed down and prayed. And I think sometimes in my own life I've just been like, oh, I'm I'm so bad. I, I say I'm a Christian, but like, you know, I'm just as bad as everyone else. And Elijah bowed down and prayed 
to God and he said, God, I'm no better than my fathers. I'm no better than anyone that's come before me is what he's saying. And he's like, just take my life. Like, that's it. Like, he is that down. But, like, God then uses him. God, like, feeds him while he's by the brook. God feeds him, speaks to him, and then he sends him on a mission. And eventually Elijah gets taken to heaven, and that's that's inspiring for me. And I think it's inspiring for everyone living in these days. What about you, Luke? Well, one of my favorite characters is David. As If, if you know the story of David, he did a lot of really bad things, right? He, he disobeyed God. He did a lot of really mean and, and bad things. But I like the fact that the Bible still calls him a man after God's own heart. Like, okay, I've never done a lot of the things that David has done. Yeah, if, if David can do all these things and God can call him a man after my own heart, then he could call me a man after his own heart as well. Um, and the, the key for David was that he always admitted when he did something wrong and he asked for forgiveness. He repented, he turned from it, and he kept moving forward. And I think that's the encouraging message I get from that story is, hey, if I can admit that I've done something wrong, ask God to forgive me and try not to do it again, then I can be a man after his own heart too. Hey, well, if you guys would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you actually can. You, all you got to do is text DOS study. That's one word, no spaces. It's D O S S S T U D Y uh, to a number that is 04888080831. And we'll send you a link. We've got a little bot. It's going to send you out a link that's going to take you to a page where you can download today's study guide. So text DOS study, D O S S S T U D Y, one word, no spaces to 04888080831. Today we're on study guide number seven called forgiveness also we've got an awesome free offer for you today so stick around to get the code word you're listening to tablelands explorers on faith fm here is torn wells with hills and valleys i've walked among the shadows you wiped my tears away and i felt the pain of heartbreak and i've seen the brighter days and i Prayed prayers to heaven from my lowest place And I have held your blessings God, you give and take away No matter what I have, your grace is enough And no matter where I am, I'm standing in your love On the mountains, I will bow my life to the one who set me in the valley, I will lift my eyes to the one who sees me there. When I'm standing on the mountain, I didn't get there on my own. When I'm walking through the valley, I know I am not alone. Your God of the hills and valleys, hills and valleys, God of the hills and valleys, and I. Dreams get broken In you I hope again No matter what I know I'm safe inside your hands On the mountains I will bow my life To the one who set me there In the valley I will lift my eyes To the one who sees me there When I'm standing on the mountain I didn't get there on my own When I'm walking through God of the hills 
out of the hills and valleys And I am not alone Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today we're going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and you can go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM app today. We're about to start our study, so if you would like to follow along with us, then text DOS study one word, no spaces, to 04-888-80831 and download study number 7, Forgiveness. Alrighty, so before we start our Bible study today, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Jesus, as we open your word and this study guide and learn about what you say about forgiveness, I pray that you open our hearts and minds to what we are learning and that you give us the strength and courage to apply them to our lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. At the start of Hacksaw Ridge, the following scripture is quoted. It comes from Isaiah 40, verse 28 to 31. This is the New King James Version. It says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. Neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This significant passage is used to introduce the life of Desmond Doss. It describes someone who knows the everlasting God and someone who never gives up, but finds forgiveness, strength, joy, and happiness in him. During Doss's training with the 77th Infantry Division, he faced great adversity from his fellow draftees. Booten Herndon records in his biography on Doss that when he knelt to pray by his bed at the end of the first day of training, boots were thrown at him and Doss's fellow soldiers taunted him with the name Holy Jesus. The ridicule continued to increase with Private Craiger telling Doss, when we go into combat, you're not coming back alive. I'm going to shoot you myself. Over the years, Doss learned the importance of forgiveness. This was not only the forgiveness God extended to him for his own sin, but the type of forgiveness that he offered to those who ridiculed and persecuted him. The incredible thing here is that Doss was someone who really made that decision to rely on God to forgive. In my own strength, I've got to be honest, I would not be able to forgive a single soul. I think just personally, my, my own heart is that hard that when things are hard, when things are difficult... I just want to, I just want to whinge. I just want to complain. And Doss is actually a great example of, of trusting in God to get that strength to forgive. Imagine being told the enemy is not going to shoot you. I'm going to shoot you myself. That's what he's saying. He still forgave him and he still went out and protected his fellow men. It would be interesting to know if Doss actually had to save Private Craiger. Hey, mm. I don't know if he did. He probably did. <laughs> like, that's that's sort of man. He just hey, he said he was going to shoot me, but he's wounded. I'm going to help him. Yeah, something else that I kind of thought was pretty interesting about Doss and how he was able to just forgive people was also that that night when he rescued the 75 men off the top of the escarpment, some of those men were Japanese soldiers. Mm. Like they're his enemies. They're the people that like they're probably shooting at him, and he's there treating their wounds and saving their lives. 
made it true that comment that he said, I'm going to the front line to save life, not take it. Didn't matter whose life it was, it was a person's life. To him, everybody was a person. And you, th- you think of front lines and you just immediately think they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that Doss would have had to be like so close to God to forgive all of the soldiers that he saved and being on the front line and not being shot is just like a miracle. Yeah, for sure. You know, and this makes me think of Daniel. You know, the study here says that, you know, when Doss knelt down by his bed to pray, that's when the boots came flying. Right. So Doss could have actually just got back up and just laid in the bed and prayed, but he didn't. He said, you know what? This is my custom. This is how I pray. I'm not going to let these boots stop me from praying the way I want to pray. And the same sort of thing happened to Daniel. You know, we read in Daniel chapter 6, there was a decree that was sent out by King Darius saying that no one could pray to anybody else but to King King Darius. Mm. But Daniel could have gone back to his room, got into bed and prayed, but he didn't. He went to his open window, he knelt down, and he continued to pray. The courage that they had to stay faithful to God even in the midst of persecution is just absolutely amazing and something that I just wish I could have just a small part of. This really leads us into, like, why should we forgive people? Forgiveness rarely comes easily. We harbor grudges, hatred, and anger, which can easily and sometimes permanently destroy relationships. This is why the Bible continuously illustrates the need to actively forgive. Researchers from John Hopkins University School of Medicine reported that young men who struggled with forgiveness, allowing it to escalate quickly to anger, were at greater risk of developing heart disease and experiencing early heart attacks. Forgiveness is important for everyone's sake. And that's so true. Like I think forgiveness is more about the person doing the forgiving because they're the person that has been hurt. Forgiving someone that's hurt you isn't saying that you're agreeing and saying what they did was right because it's not. If they've hurt you, it's wrong. So you forgiving that person is actually releasing that hatred and anger inside of you so you can continue living without that burden. It's, 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 it's something that really becomes pretty healing in the end. Something that seems hard at first, but by the end, it's like it's something that you, you're glad you've done. Yeah, and I think forgiveness is is something that's very important, especially when you know we don't we're not hermits. We we're always around people, and we're going to be hurt. We you know, no one's perfect. So in order to actually have friends, we're going to have to forgive at some point in our lives. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> well, I find it's cool that like when we forgive, God's not only interested in like our health spiritually or like mentally he's interested in like even physical health like what it says here like not developing heart disease or anything like that yeah i just thought that was pretty cool anyways this leads us into the steps how to forgive first one is recognize that you have been forgiven and the bible tells us this in ephesians 4 verse 32 be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. And First John 1 verse 9, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, um, in these two verses, we find two key points. We forgive because we have been forgiven. When Jesus died on the cross, he forgave us from all of our sins, so we can forgive others. And two, there is no sin or mistake so big that God can't deal with it. So often we carry emotional and spiritual baggage of guilt and shame. And Jesus wants us to come to him, leaving our baggage at his feet and to experience his forgiveness. 
you know, and sometimes this may be hard for us to do because we think that we have done so many bad things and, you know, I'm so far from forgiveness, God could never forgive me. But Jesus can forgive our sins. Nothing is too big for him. That's so true. And have you guys heard in movies, like I watch movies and they always say, oh, do you think God can forgive us for what we've done? And the answer that they always give in movies is no. But I want to encourage you guys and our listeners that that is a lie. There is nothing that you can do that God won't forgive. God loves every single one of us. He doesn't see race or color or anything. He just sees his children. But forgiveness, like it can be so hard. And it it reminds me of this verse in Matthew chapter 6, verse 15. And it says, But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. He's saying that, you know, if we want to be forgiven by God, we need to be able to forgive. But we can Mm. only forgive because we have been forgiven. Mm. We forgive others because God forgave us. And for me, I think think of that verse and think, wow, I know God has forgiven me and for so much more than what this other person has, but yet it's hard for me to forgive. And on our own, it is hard to forgive others. And like what you said earlier, James, we need God in our lives to be able to forgive others. Yeah, absolutely. And touching on that, I want to I want to put a strange new spin on this. God God gives everyone life. God gives everything every provision that they have. Um, you know, he provides for the birds, you know. He provides for all the animals and he prov- provides for us as well. In that view, you know, we're looking through our viewfinder and we're we're looking God provides for everyone. So the things that he's provided for me, if I freely give them to other people as well, I know I'll just get more off God. And that is a trusting relationship with God. The first step we always need to do is is to realize that we're forgiven. And when we realize that we're forgiven, it makes the whole process so much easier. Yeah, and I think another part of realizing that we're forgiven is having faith that God is going to do what he said that he will do and believing that he will forgive and cleanse us when we ask him to. Yeah, and there's in question two, we have Jesus telling a story about a man who was forgiven of a debt that was like, way more than what he could repay. Matthew 18, and we're going to start in verse 21, and it says, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him ten thousand bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him and cancelled the debt and let him go. So what um, what practical lessons do you guys think we can learn from this story like what do you like about it i think the way the master forgave the debt all those all those bags of gold and he just forgave them all it's pretty big it yeah, is yeah these days um it would add up to like billions and billions of dollars apparently mm. and um like it would take him more than his lifetime to earn the money to repay the debt but the king still was like i free you kind of thing yeah so cool yeah, I like the, the grace that is shown here in this part of the story. His debt is a lot deeper than he can ever imagine. Like, he can't get himself out of it. The only way he can get out of it is by being forgiven and having his debt wiped clean. I also like how um, all he had to do was ask. Like, he didn't do anything else to deserve 
to be forgiven. All he did was just go to the master and ask, and that's all we have to do as well. We just have to go to Jesus and, and ask for forgiveness. And he didn't even ask for it to be wiped clean. He just said, give me time to pay. So he was still willing to pay, but the master was like, you know what, no, you don't need to pay. Yeah. You, you can't. You physically can't pay, so don't worry about it. So what does this story tell about people? Like, what can we learn about people from this story? I think I think it tells us the the way that people's lives matter. Uh, the master was, you know, he would rather the guy to have a free life than to be a slave. Yeah, I think this teaches me that, hey, there is still good in people, that this man was able to forgive this person of so much debt. Like, this kind of reminds me of like, hey, wouldn't it be great if the bank would just forgive my house loan, you know, and just go, hey, you know what, you don't need to pay any more repayments, we're just going to cover it, that'd be great. But then, you know, that's not actually going to happen. But, you know, this is this guy saying, he's like, hey, you owe me so much money, but you know what, don't worry about it, just forget about the debt. Just the amount of grace that this king showed is just absolutely amazing. Just, like, imagine how relieved this guy would have been when the king was like, no, you're free of your debt. That would have been such a relief. Like, wow, I don't have to pay all that. That's so, so amazing, the grace that he had. So what does this story tell us about God? I think God is really embodied by the king in this story. Even though we've done so much, even though it's cost him so much to forgive us, he still chooses to forgive us and he wants us to have free lives. He doesn't want us to be slaves, doesn't want us to be trapped. He just wants servants that love him because this was the king's servant. We are the king's servants as well. He just wants servants that love us, love him, sorry, and servants that will honour him in all they do out of love, having a free life to choose. Yeah, I think you're right, James, that God is definitely depicted as the king here and we are the servant. You know, we have so much debt, we have so much sin that, you know, for us it just seems like it's impossible for us to pay back. But God's like, hey, no, you can't pay it back, so I'm just going to forgive you. You know, and this story shows that whatever I do, no matter how bad or mean or terrible it is, God will always forgive me if I ask. It's just amazing how merciful God is to us and like his grace is just so amazing and he just must love us so much. It's it's amazing. Yeah, like this was pretty much a hopeless situation. Like this guy was in such a mess that there's no way he could get out of it. And I think sometimes we do things that, you know, we feel like we're, you know, just a hopeless mess, but it doesn't matter how hopeless we feel, God is always still ready and waiting to forgive us. So is there a command or an example in this story that we can follow? I think we should be quick to forgive. Yeah, I think that's definitely right. We need to be able to forgive those that um, have hurt us. I think the really example comes later on in the passage. You know, if we continue reading in the story, we find out that this man that was forgiven so much, right, he had someone that was under him that owed him a debt. It was only a small amount. And he ended up throwing this person in prison, treating him harshly because he couldn't repay the debt. And then when the king found out how he had treated his fellow servants, the Bible says in verse 32, Then the master called that servant in, You wicked servant, he said, I cancelled all the debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servants just as I had mercy on you? So I think this is showing that, hey, because God forgives us so much, we need to be able to forgive others. Like, 
What we do to God is nothing compared to what people do to us. So we should be able to forgive them, even though it's hard and it's easier said than done. But that is, I think, the command and something to follow is, hey, we we need to forgive those that hurt us. I'm sure Desmond Doss um, followed this example in his life by forgiving um, the soldiers that were so terrible to him. Yeah, and by forgiving them, he was able to be quick to save them. Yeah, something else that I think in this story is pretty important is that when we forgive others, God is able to forgive us. Because when the first servant was forgiven, he then went out and refused to forgive one of his fellow servants. When the king found out about what the first servant had done, he punished him because he should have extended that grace to his fellow servant. I think that's something we need to learn to be able to do, just to forgive others because God has forgiven us of so much. So who can we share this story with? I think people that struggle with forgiveness really need to hear this story. I myself, you know, I've struggled with forgiveness in the past. And just hearing about how much this man was forgiven, you know, the master represents God. If if we've been forgiven so much, how can we not forgive others? And I think when we realize, you know, that first step, realize that we're forgiven. Because when we're forgiven, we can then forgive others. Yeah, that's I totally agree with that. And I think I would I would share it with someone that was struggling with that question of, hey, could God forgive me for what I've done? And you share in this story, hey, look, this servant couldn't pay back. There's no way he could pay back this money. But yeah, he was forgiven anyways. We're, we're that servant. What we've done, we cannot repay in ourselves, but God forgives us no matter what. I think we all kind of need a reminder every now and then um, of God's forgiveness for us, no matter how big our sin is, um, that he still loves us. And it just shows how much God loves us. And we all need to remember that. Yeah, I think it's, it's an important thing for everyone. We can share this with absolutely anyone, I think, at the right time. Because, I mean, if you look around the world that we live in, there is so much hatred out there. You know, hatred can stem from lots of things, but often it can be because we need to forgive what someone else has done. I think almost everyone probably needs to hear this because we're all human. We all are going to mess up. And so everyone is going to need to be forgiven at some point in their lives. If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text DOS study one word, no spaces, to 04888808831. And we'll send you a link that will take you to a page where you can download today's study guide. So text DOS study, that's D O S S S T U D Y. Text that to 04888808831. Today we are on study guide number seven titled Forgiveness. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around and get the code word. You're listening to Alan Jackson with There is Power in the Blood on Faith FM. Would you be free from the burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you be free from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Come for a cleansing to Calvary's tide. There's wonder. 
Today, we're going through the Faith of Doss uh, study guides. These study guides, they're actually showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II unarmed, without a gun, save countless lives, and he ended up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you're just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to the App Store on your phone and download the Faith FM app. Well, we're getting back to our study. We're on study number seven and question number three. Awesome. So question three is consider the best time to resolve the issue. So we're going to have a look in Ephesians chapter four and verses 26 and 27. It says, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. I reckon this verse, if we were to give it a bit of a practical example. Brianna's my sister. She's in the studio here with us. If she and I had a fight and we stormed off and decided we weren't going to talk to each other the rest of the day, if something then happens to her, what would be the last thing that I said to her? If we had, if we didn't resolve this issue, the last thing I said to her would probably be a bunch of angry words. You know, then I've got to live with that the rest of my life. And... It's kind of not great. Be very so, sad. Yeah, it'd be very sad. <laughs> Basically, we want to resolve it as soon as we can. You know, sometimes there's things that the people have done that are wrong, but if we if we fester on it, if we let it harbour, it actually it, it hurts us. You know, as soon as our minds have cleared, you know, take a bit of time sometimes, but but don't let it go past the day. Don't let it go a week. Don't let it go a month. Don't let it go a year. The Bible's telling us, you know, straight away as soon as you can. Try and make peace with that person. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Yeah, and it may be hard to forgive someone. Like, you may feel so angry to forgive someone and feel like they don't deserve to be forgiven, but neither did we when Jesus died on the cross for us. Like, we didn't deserve that. But he chose to forgive us anyways, and God can take away our anger so that we can forgive others. I think, too, it can also be saying, like, not making mountains out of molehills. 
sometimes we get so angry with someone and we may not be able to talk to them or resolve it that day. But really it's like, hey, let this anger go. Don't go to bed that night still feeling angry and letting it fester because it may not actually be that big. And by you dwelling on it, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger till you're so angry and upset and hurt over something that maybe wasn't actually that bad. Sometimes it is. But you could actually make a decision right then and there to forgive that. But they don't need to be there. They don't need to hear it. But you can make that decision to forgive them, to let go of that hurt and that anger before the sun goes down so it doesn't control your life. This leads us into the next question of establishing a good process to resolve an issue. In Matthew chapter 18, it actually gives us a pattern of what we need to do to resolve an issue. So if you have your Bibles there, open it to Matthew chapter 18, verse 15 to 17. And this is what the Bible says. If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their faults just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Now we're finding three steps here in Matthew 18. The first step is if you have an issue with someone, then you need to go meet with them one-on-one and talk through the issue. Most of the time, it may actually just be a misunderstanding. Not always. Sometimes there's genuine issues that are there. But when both people can actually discuss and go, hey, is this actually what you meant when you said this? How many friendships could have been saved if one said, hey, what you said, this is how I took it. Is that what you actually meant? They might go, no, 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 that's not what I meant. Or they might say, yes, we don't know. But we need to have that conversation to go, hey, what actually is happening here? And so our first step in resolving an issue is actually to go to that person you have the issue with and discuss it and talk about it. And then the Bible is saying, hey, if that doesn't work, if you two can't resolve it yourself, involve two or three other people. Get them in so they can sort of mediate it and then they can talk about it. And then if that doesn't work, then it goes to the church. And that's where the pastor or the elders will get involved to try and sort it out. But what does it mean here where it says, you know, if they refuse to listen, treat them as a pagan or a tax collector? Now, some people will take that and go, well, let's treat them the way the Jews actually treated them, which was very harshly, which this is Jesus speaking. Now, how did Jesus treat the tax collectors and the pagans? Good twist. (laughs) Right? He loved them. He didn't Mm. treat them as in, oh, well, you should know better. Yeah. You know, we, how many times, like, I'm guilty of this, you see people in church and they're doing something and you're like, you know better. You shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Like treating them like pagan and tax collectors, like going, hey, well, you know what? No, they don't know better. So just love them anyways. I really like Matthew 18 because having those two or three extra people there keeps you in check, you know, just in case you've done the wrong thing or you've seen it in the wrong light. And through this, Jesus gives us methods that I think really are applicable to today and that work in our in our church, in our community, in our friendships, in our families, no matter what we're going through. This is a process that works. And I think um, that in the end, forgiveness should always be about us, not about the other person, not about if they realize what they have done is wrong. It should be about us and what we think and that we should always forgive them. Like We should forgive even before they say sorry. I think it's also probably about restoring that relationship as well because in order to be a good witness for Christ, we need to 
be on good terms with people. We can't be you know, having arguments here, there and everywhere or disagreements or whatever. Like we need to try our best to be like Jesus and to, to sort things out when things are going a bit messy. Yeah, imagine how many relationships and friendships would have been saved if people actually followed this Matthew 18 principle. We need to remember forgiveness is a key that not only sets our hearts free, but also the hearts of others. When we forgive someone who has wronged us, our hearts feel a little lighter and the broken relationship is healed. In ancient Jewish culture, people were told they only had to forgive up to three times. A pity for the person who did something wrong on the fourth occasion. What does the Bible say about this topic? Is there a limit to forgiveness? We have an awesome free offer for you today, so save this number into your phone. 0488 80831. That's 0488 80831. And wait for the code word that is coming up soon. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is More Like You by Noema Moore. Jesus, Master, Lord, Redeemer, my Prince of Peace, take me, mold me, use me, and create in me a clean new heart. Lord, hear my cries, I pray. Help me to walk in your ways. All my life I've longed for you. Help me in everything I do to be more like you. You came to save me. You died and rose again. Amazing grace. It's hard to be like you. The more I try, the more I fail and am ashamed. Lord, hear my cries, I pray. Help me to walk in your ways. All my life I've longed for you. Help me in everything I do. Lord, hear my cries, I pray. Help me to walk in your ways. All my life I've longed for you. Help me in everything I do. All my life I've longed for you. Help me in everything I do to be more like you. More like you. Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today we are going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM app. Let's get back to our study. We are at 
Question number five. Question number five. It says, how often should we forgive someone who upsets or hurts us? Matthew 18, verse 22, Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Jesus doesn't want us keeping score of how many times others have wronged us. He wants us to leave guilt and grudges behind, to live generously and to forgive freely. This doesn't mean, however, that he expects us to remain in situations of exploitation or abuse. Yes, he has the power to help us forgive even the worst abuser, but he can also give us the courage to remove ourselves from their power so that they can no longer hurt us. There's, there's never a limit to how often we can forgive others. Brianna mentioned Joseph this morning and, and he forgave his brothers, but he still tested them to see if he could trust them after all these years. Mm. But yet he still forgave them. We see in Joseph's life, he had to forgive his brothers very early on because if he didn't, he wouldn't have stayed true to God. He would have been this bitter, resentful person and unforgiveness breeds resentment. And so we've got examples in the Bible when people forgave others they were able to have more peaceful, more fulfilled, more abundant, just loving lives. And I think if we continually forgive others, we can have that too. We can have that true joy because God wants us to have those relationships restored with others because it brings us joy, love, peace into our hearts. You're right. 70 times 7 is 490. That doesn't mean that we have to forgive 490 times. Like, hey, okay, well, once you get to 491, that's it. No, this is just a, a symbolic of a, a time of forgiveness. And for us, that's all the time. You know, we need to be forgiven because that's what's going to heal us. You know, we've been talking about how forgiveness is for the person doing the forgiveness. We've all been hurt. We've been hurt by someone, some not as bad as others. Some people have been abused and attacked. Some people have just had bad things said about them, you know, and they hurt. And we hold grudges and we hate that person for hurting us. But when we forgive, that's what leaves us. That resentment, that hurt, that anger, that bitterness that controls us. Yeah, I think something else that's probably pretty important to remember too is that there is a difference between forgiving someone and repeatedly putting yourself in a situation where you're getting hurt. Like If you're in a situation, whether it be like an abusive situation or just whatever kind of situation it is where you are repeatedly and continuously being hurt by the same person, then for your own safety and for your own well-being, you need to remove yourself from that situation. But that doesn't mean you can't forgive them. You can still forgive them and and move on from that without putting yourself back in that situation. The forgiveness is also like so much in Doss's life. Like with the amount of soldiers he had to save, he would have had to forgive so many of them over and over and over again so he could save them. And only Jesus could have helped him to accomplish that. And the next question is, what do you think lies at the very heart of forgiveness? If we go to First John 3 verse 1, we'll see. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. So imagine what our world might look like if we took the love that God has lavished upon us and lived this same love out in our communities, being forgiving, generous, and gracious. Imagine what our world would look like if we lived out this same thing by being forgiving, generous, and gracious. I think our world would look very different. You know, there'd be lower crime rates, there'd be lower divorce rates, there'd be much more 
you know, happy families. There'd be less suicides because most people that kill themselves are in so much hurt and pain because people have been teasing them and telling them they're no good. You know, if we told people that they were loved, they were wanted, they were needed, there would be there'd be less young people these days killing themselves. If we could share God's love with everybody, then if everybody did that, then there would be no bullying. There'd be nothing yeah. like that. It reminds me of a quote from a movie. It's called The Champion. No, it's just champion, not the D champion. Just yeah. champion, yeah. It says, forgiveness doesn't erase our past, but it helps us to rewrite our future. Mm, wow. Um, I think that's just really, really powerful. Like Forgiving people, it doesn't change what has happened, but it can change how we feel about it and how we feel about that person. You don't know how far-reaching that one act of forgiving them could go. It could change their life as well as yours. That reminds me of Luke chapter twenty-three, thirty-four. Now, the context is this is Jesus is hanging on the cross. And he looks down and he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You imagine being that Roman soldier that has just nailed this man to the cross. And he looks down at you and basically says, hey, I forgive you for doing what you've just done. That would make such an amazing effect on that soldier and those around hearing that, hey, this guy is forgiving the people that put him there. And knowing that we're all brothers and sisters in this together, it helps us to see one another as equals. And like, you know, no one's better than another. No one's worse than another. We, we show this love and then it puts in our heart like you want to forgive those you love, right? Even when they hurt you, you're like, I want this relationship restored. You know, and the bitterness just hurts us more and more. If we see everyone else as that, then then we can forgive more easily. Just imagine what those soldiers felt like that were laying on the battlefield, wounded, and they'd call out to the man that they'd been bullying. Mm. They'd be thinking, oh, is he actually going to come? But he came. No matter what they did to Doss, he came and he helped them. Powerful story of forgiveness. We have an awesome free offer for you coming up right after the break. So save this number into your phone. It's 0488-80831. That's 0488-80831. And wait for the code word that's coming up right after the break. You are listening to Greater Than Grace by Bart Millard on Faith FM. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord. Grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt Yonder on Calvary's mount I pour There where the blood of the Lamb was spilled Grace, grace, God's grace Grace that will pardon and cleanse within That is greater than all our sin Marvelous, infinite, matchless grace Freely bestowed on all who believe You who are longing to see His face Will you this moment His grace receive? Grace, grace, God's grace. 
that is greater than all our sin. Grace that is greater than all our sin. Welcome back to Table and Explorers. Today we are going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM app. Let's get back to our study. Did you know Desmond Doss never held a grudge, but maintained a forgiving heart through those many months of training? It is by forgiving those who injure us that we free ourselves and become agents to minister God's love. If Doss had kept score, counted up misdeeds, kept records of wrongs against him, his heart would have been filled with fear and he could never have been used so powerfully by the God he worshipped. It was by forgiving others that his heart remained open to be a conduit of God's healing love. For this reason, Doss was able to renew his strength, mount up with wings like eagles, run and not be weary, and not faint. You know, I don't know how I would go trying to save someone's life who had bullied me, let alone risk my own life to save them. But we see Doss did this over and over again. It was his true character that came out when he went onto that battlefield amongst the mortar, amongst the bullets, amongst everything else that was thrown at him in war, that he was able to go into all that and save the very people that bullied him. That just shows the true character of who God is. Jesus was able to live through Doss in this scenario, and we see how much God loves us through what Doss has done. And I'm sure Doss wouldn't have been like, oh, you were the one who threw your boot at me and I just saved you. Um, I'm sure he wouldn't have done that because otherwise he wouldn't have truly forgiven them. So we really need to follow Doss's example. And if we can't, we really need to ask God every day to help us to forgive and love others. I think when we keep score of things, they build up in our lives. And the more we talk about the wrongs that people have done, the more we bring them up, even though sometimes it's good to vent and talk to someone about it, it can cause more, more hurt. If we keep bringing these feelings up, we can't let go. But if we clear, clean the slate, you know, if we look back at the past and clean everything, reset it, and then make the decision in the future, I'm not going to build up anymore. You can, you can basically make that a fresh relationship. And you'll find that like when you choose to do that with people, you actually find a completely different person. A lot of times we can judge people on first impressions or we can judge them on, you know, one thing they said one time. And if we clear those things and make a decision not to hold grudges in the future, you know, that relationship is restored and you can have great relationships from that. I was upset with a family member and you know what? I There's a verse in Romans 12 verse 20 and it says, If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. And there's a family member and I just, you know, I just said, you know, wash his car. And I was like a little bit angry at the start when I was doing it. But at the end of it, I was like, oh, well, I just did a nice thing. And you know what? I actually care about this person. So, you know, the Bible actually kind of gives us a way to get revenge. You want revenge? Do, do something good to them. Feed them. Help them out. 
and you'll actually start to pity that person and love them and you'll want to forgive them. Well, to finish up our study, uh, we've got some response questions and we've really, we really enjoy when people send things in. So if you're at home sending those in, keep sending those in. If you haven't, feel free to send in a response at the, at the bottom of the sheet there. It says, we would love to hear your response. Click here in a blue bold word here and send us your response. Um, so you can, you can click here. Uh, that's going to take you to a website and you can just send us your response and we love, we love to hear them. Um, but we're just going to go around the room here now. And, um, the first one, it says, I want to experience new life and the forgiveness that God offers me. And I don't know about you guys, but I, I definitely want to, want to experience that. I've got a friend that, you know, I was a little bit hurt by once and I made that decision to forgive them. And every time I compliment them, I care more and more and more about them. And so I want to experience the new life because it is a new life. It's, it's more refreshing and there's more peace. What about you guys, April? 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, same as me. Um, in my life, I've had to forgive people many times. Like, they say mean stuff to me and they say, you know, sorry. So you say, yeah, I forgive you. But they might turn around and do the same thing the next day. And that has happened to me. But forgiving them again really does bring so much joy and happiness. So, yes. <laughs> I want to experience that new life that comes with forgiveness. I've had to forgive some people from bad things that they've done to me. That feeling you get when you can let that anger, that hurt, and that frustration go, and then it no longer bothers you, and that's that true forgiveness, and God gives you that peace, and I love to experience that. changes your life, doesn't it? The, it does. The second question, it says, I want to ask God to give me the power to forgive those who have wronged me, and I, I need, I continually need, need to ask God this. I remember a, a time in year six, I was getting bullied by this group of guys and I decided I had a bit of chewing gum in my pa- packet and immediately after they said some mean things to me, I said, you want some chewing gum? And I opened up the thing and passed it around. Immediately, everyone just turned to smiles and it was like we were friends straight away. <laughs> and um, I think God helped me there to, you know, to just show them a little bit of kindness and, you know, I was able to forgive them and I think there's, you know, there's stuff in our lives that sometimes... We just need God's help to forgive. What do you guys reckon? Mm. Yeah, it can be a very hard thing to do. I remember when I was really little, I I witnessed someone quite badly hurting some of my family. And um, I really struggled for years with forgiving that person. But when God finally gave me the power to forgive them, it was just like this peace just flooded me. And it was really beautiful, I think. It was just, I think, you know, I would really encourage everyone who might be you know, might be something really big that happened and just give it to God and he, he'll he take care of it and he'll help you be able to forgive and move past it. Yeah, and um, the peace that, that Desmond Doss felt in the midst of the war really reflected out to others and they saw how peaceful he was through it all and, you know, some of them might have even given their lives to Christ because of it. I'd I'd love to do that as well. Have peace so that others can see the love of Christ. I want to ask God for that because you know forgiving people for things they've done to us, it's hard. Yeah. And I think the only way Doss was able to forgive those people the way you know you forgave your family members, the the way that I've forgiven people that have hurt me really bad, that power to forgive and let go, that only comes from God. Mm-hmm. And if you're struggling with something that you know, this hurt and anger towards someone, just encourage you to give it over to God. You deserve better than to be holding on 
to that hurt and that anger and that frustration that you feel. And, you know, if you ask God to give you the power to forgive them, then you'll be able to live this new life and he will give you the power. It may not happen overnight, but it will come. I think the third one's a bit hard-hitting. It says, I need God to help me identify those I've wronged and seek their forgiveness. And (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As much as we don't like to sometimes, I, I definitely need God to help me identify those who I have wronged and seek their forgiveness so that I can be, you know, a conduit of God's healing love to others as well. Yeah, I reckon that's that takes some pretty deep soul searching there and um that's gonna be probably a bit confronting, but it's important and I think we should all do it. And in the end we'll I'm sure we all be just filled with peace from God. So it is important that we do that. That is a very important question because we've been talking about how we forgive others, right? And sometimes we may be the person that needs to go ask for forgiveness, where we need to go up to someone and go, hey, you know what? I hurt you. What I said was not right, and I'm sorry. Sometimes I think it's almost easier to forgive than to go and ask for forgiveness. If you're asking for forgiveness, then you're admitting you did something wrong. And let's face it. None of us like admitting that we've done something wrong. You've got to swallow your own pride there. <laughs> you do. You really do. And we need God's help. And if I've hurt someone, I want to be able to be able to go, okay, God, what did I do? Who is it? I need to be able to go and apologize to that person. Hey, well, we really enjoy uh, reading the responses that we get. If you're sending those in, continue sending them in. Even if you're not, how about you send one in? We're going to close up this, this study with prayer. So if you all just bow your heads, um, just not if you're driving. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you that you give us the power to forgive. You've forgiven us so much. How can we not forgive others? Give us the strength and the power to forgive them. We need this, and it only comes from you. And so we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, it's that time of the show where we give you the code word for today's free offer. This week, we're giving away the book, The Healing Power of Forgiveness. If you have been wounded by the hurts others have inflicted on you or struggled with regret of causing pain to someone else, then this book is for you. This book identifies that forgiveness could be the prescription that you need to experience resolution, restoration and healing, which will enable you to release the pain of the past. Free yourself from the stress of the present and embrace the future filled with hope. We only have five of these books to give away, so get in fast. Text hashtag TE8, that is hashtag TE for Table and Explorers, and the number 8, hashtag TE8. Text that to 04888880831 to receive this amazing book on forgiveness. Our next study is on the Sabbath. Many Christians set aside Sunday as their day of worship. Next week, join us as we discover why Desmond Doss and so many other Christians choose Saturday as their day of worship. Thank you for tuning in today on Table and Explorers on Faith FM. If you're not sure about any of the themes we've talked about on today's show, we want to encourage you to pray, ask God for clarity, and study the Bible for yourself. As David says in Psalms 119, God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. God bless, and we'll catch you next time.